tocándole al balón Zidane. Entrega por la banda para Roberto Carlos. Toca por dentro. Aparece Ronaldo. Apaga el primer disparo. Hola Madridistas, this is the American Madridista Podcast. I'm your host, Dumasani, recording this episode on August 28th, 2021 from New York City. Real Madrid with a narrow but well-deserved victory away at Betis today, 1-0, in a game that was primarily characterized by Real Madrid's improved defensive performance that had to be the goal coming out of last week's 3-3 draw with Levante in which they surrendered all three goals in the second half. Clearly, they came out intent on solidifying their defense, and that was the foundation upon which they won this game. Certainly wasn't a perfect performance as they had their moments where they were in trouble, most notably at the very end of the game. But by and large, they were good defensively, and with that defense, they were able to make a one-goal advantage holdup and take all three points heading into the international break. No surprises with Madrid's formation as they came out in their typical 4-3-3 that they like to play under Ancelotti. However, there were a few changes in the lineup as Miguel Gutierrez replaced the injured Nacho, leaving Alaba to move over to central defense to partner with Militao, and Carvajal started at right back. You had Isco, Casemiro, and Valverde as the midfield three, Benzema and Bale up front with Vinicius starting for Eden Hazard. Now, as I mentioned at the outset, what was very clear from the beginning of the game was that Madrid was intent on being solid defensively, and they very much were, as they had numbers behind the ball, ceding possession to Betis, but not allowing them any space in which to get runs or play the ball into the danger zones. Madrid was content to get the ball out on the break, running down the wings. And you saw that early on in that first 10 minutes, they had one instance in which they got Vinicius, as you would expect, running down the left-hand side, playing a good give-and-go with Isco, getting the ball into the box. But the final ball, which was intended for Gareth Bale, was broken up. They had a few other instances in which they were dangerous out in space, notably Carvajal coming up the right-hand side to play crosses into the box that generated a couple of corners. But ultimately, the final ball was lacking for Madrid and they weren't able to make Betis pay. After that first 10 minutes, you could see that Betis upped the intensity physically in terms of how they were defending Madrid. And Madrid did not have as many opportunities to get out onto the break. Betis also started to make more of their possession offensively, putting more balls into the box, starting to take more shots on goal and putting Thibaut Courtois to the test. Most notably when he had to make a diving save towards the left post to stop a ball coming in hot from distance that was heading into the back of the net. When Madrid was able to get the ball going forward a couple of times, Betis was much more physical in winning the ball back and getting themselves out onto the break. And a couple of times they had players running into space going forward, beating the midfield of Madrid for pace. But ultimately the runs ran out of steam in the final third as Madrid's defenders were able to recover. Betis then adjusted by initiating their breaks by getting long balls over the top of Madrid's midfield and behind the Madrid defense, and they started to see some effective results with that as they increasingly were able to play balls into the box and get shots onto the goal from distance, forcing Couture to make saves 
and some timely individual interventions by the likes of Danny Carvajal and Miguel, who played a very, very physical game. I thought he was Madrid's most physical defender in that first half. And so despite having the bulk of possession over the final 35 minutes of the first half and having moments of some appetizing offensive play, Betis ultimately wasn't able to get on the scoreboard before the halftime whistle sounded. Things opened back up offensively for Madrid in the second half on the strength of a much improved physicality in defense. While they continued to have numbers behind the ball, what you saw was Madrid players denying Betis players space and closing down on the ball and fighting hard to win the ball back. Not just the defensive players, but also players in the midfield and even some attacking players such as Bale and Vinicius coming back to win physical challenges and get the ball back for Madrid. On the strength of that, they were able to get out onto the break, down the wings, and into space. And you saw a number of instances of Madrid players getting balls into the final third and generating dangerous play. You had Isco and Valverde running into space individually. You had long balls being played over the midfield. And from about the 50th minute to the 60th minute, you saw a decided advantage for Madrid in the run of play as Betis was not able to have as much possession, wasn't able to maintain their possession. And Madrid on the other end of the pitch was able to create a series of chances that made a goal seem inevitable. In the 52nd minute, Benzema had a header that was saved after a Gareth Bale cross. It was offsides anyway, but a minute later he had a header go into the back of the net off of a Casemiro cross. That was also called off for offsides. In the 54th minute, you had Miguel crossing into Vinicius in the center of the box, and he had a wonderful opportunity, but he missed wide on a shot that he probably should have scored on. In the 57th minute, Bale put a ball into the box that Isco couldn't cleanly head. A minute later, it was Vinicius looking dangerous inside the penalty box, taking on two players with some nifty footwork, and it just looked like Madrid was eventually going to make Betis crumble under the pressure that they were applying. It turned out, though, that Betis would have the next great chance in the game as they got themselves out onto the break. And Militao was unable to win a ball due to some mishandling, due to some bad footwork that had him ending up on the ground. And Betis ended up with a 2v1 situation with Miguel as the lone defender in front of Courtois in the box. But the young man absolutely saved the day for Madrid with a perfectly timed intervention of a pass across the box. Got the ball to Isco who then turned and started running upfield into space. And a couple of passes later the ball ended up on the feet of Kareem Benzema inside the box on the left hand side. And he passed it to the opposite end of the box where Danny Carvajal one timed a volley, put the ball into the back of the net and gave Madrid a 1-0 lead. Now after that 61st minute Madrid strike, Betis certainly had no choice but to get more aggressive and force the attacking action if they were going to get anything out of the game. And so we saw them begin to break more quickly on Madrid, particularly attacking the central areas of the field in order to get the ball up forward into the final third with the hope of getting the equalizer. That effort produced a couple of shots for Betis in the 68th and 69th minutes, but Madrid never looked particularly troubled and Betis was not able to deliver the immediate counterpunch that they were looking for. Madrid, for their part, never really relented with respect to their attacking aggression. Even the changes that Ancelotti made were attack-minded as he brought on the likes of Asensio and Vasquez, as well as Hazard and Rodrigo. 
and in keeping the pressure up on the Betis defense in an effort to get that second goal, Madrid was able to get a number of good chances for themselves over the rest of that second half. You had Asensio getting shots off after making aggressive runs forward and getting himself into the final third. Valverde got more aggressive in running out into space, getting himself into the midfield open areas, getting down the right-hand side to play the ball into the box. Casemiro was going on individual runs to get the ball up the field and into the final third. Even Hazard himself was running at players more aggressively down the right-hand side, cutting back in on his left foot and playing the ball into the box, getting himself into the box in one instance and getting a shot off on the goal. But ultimately, Madrid was not able to get that breakthrough for the second goal that really would have sealed the victory. Nonetheless, given what we were seeing from Levante's attack, or lack thereof, it looked like Madrid was going to be able to maintain their one goal advantage and see out the victory. And that may have contributed in some part to Madrid starting to get a little bit lax defensively over those last few minutes of the game, particularly in stoppage time. We started to see Madrid players failing to close down on the ball, ceding too much space for Betis players to run forward into and get the ball into the final third. And at one point, you even had Casemiro having to make a football tackle to prevent the Betis player from running behind him into the danger area, which left Casemiro barking at Rodrigo for not being in a proper defensive position. It all culminated in a wonderful chance for Betis in the 97th minute, an absolutely dangerous situation in which Militao was a little bit lax on his defense and Lucas Vasquez was out of position roaming about somewhere in the midfield instead of covering the right-hand side of the defense as if he had forgotten that he had to cover the defense with Miguel being taken off and Betis was able to get the ball deep into the penalty box on the left-hand side, play a cross over to the right and they created thereby their best chance of the game in which they had a wide open shot on goal but unfortunately it was not powerful enough and it went right into the pathway of a diving Thibaut Courtois who made what turned out to be a pretty comfortable save right before the final whistle to preserve Real Madrid's 1-0 victory. And then Ronaldo! Oh! What a oh! goal Cristiano Ronaldo! Sensational! Let's get into the individual performances starting up front. I had Kareem Benzema as a seven performer. I thought he was very effective in attack, particularly in the second half. He almost scored on a couple of headers, actually put one of them into the back of the net. But in both instances, he was denied by the offsides flag. But he did have the key assist to Danny Carvajal. Very effective as usual. So he was a seven. Gareth Bale, I thought he was a six on the day. He was good on the right hand side, particularly on the break. Played some good balls down to Danny Carvajal, who had gotten up the pitch. Played some balls into the box. Wasn't as goal-hungry as we've seen him be in the past couple of games, as he did not record any shots onto the goal, but he was relatively effective in his stint, and he gets a 6. Vinicius was a 7 performer on the day, continued his good form in the starting role. He was consistently dangerous with his runs, taking players on with his pace and skill, and he should have had a goal from a shot right in the center of the penalty area, but nonetheless, he was excellent on the day. He was a seven performer. In the midfield, Isco was a six. 
He wasn't as effective as he had been in the previous game, but he was still solid nonetheless. Got out onto the break for the key counterattack that resulted in Madrid's goal. He had a few moments in the midfield where he was able to run out into space, was able to take on some players and draw some fouls. So it was a sixth performance for him on the day. I thought Casemiro was absolutely excellent. Great two-way play from him. He was superb in picking out players with long passes, very accurate with his passing in the midfield. And then he was involved defensively with some key tackles, key challenges to secure the midfield zone defensively. He was an eight. Valverde was a six on the day. I thought he was better in the second half than he was in the first. He did have a few instances in which he was able to run out into space on the break and he tried to get the ball behind the defense by running down the wings. But by and large, it wasn't the most effective, impactful performance from him. He was a six in the back. I thought Miguel replacing the injured Nacho was a solid, solid seven performer on the day. He was probably Madrid's most physical defender, particularly in the first half. And he had the defensive intervention of the game as he intervened to stop a 2v1 situation and initiate the break that resulted in Madrid's goal. He was a seven. David Alaba looked far more comfortable in the central defense than he did last week and the week before as the left back. I thought he had some good two-way play, made some good challenges, good tackles in the back, and then, as usual, got himself forward to help assist with the Madrid attack, particularly in the second half when Madrid was much more aggressive. He was a seven. Militao was a six performer. I thought he looked better today than he did last week against Levante, but he still had a couple of moments in which he looked unsure of himself, no more so than in the 61st minute when he lost his footing and was unable to keep control of the ball, which resulted in Betis getting that 2v1 situation, which looked like certain disaster before Miguel intervened to save the day. Danny Carvajal was a nine performer. I thought he was Madrid's best player on the day. Once again, ferocious in defense with some key interventions, key tackles, key interceptions of passes. And obviously he had the wonder goal on that volley, which put Madrid up and won them the game in the end. He was a nine. As for the substitutes, Asensio was a six. I thought he was aggressive in attack. He definitely was looking for the goal, but he missed the target a couple of times, did play some balls into the box, but nonetheless, he wasn't able to really impact the game in the most effective way. He was a six. Lucas Vasquez was also a six. He showed the versatility that makes him so valuable to Madrid, initially coming on to assist in the Madrid attack, but then having to shift back to cover the defense as Miguel had to go off injured. He did, however, find himself out of his defensive position right at the end of the game in that 97th minute, which helped enable Betis to find space down that left-hand side, get the ball into the box, and generate that last-ditch attempt which almost equalized at the death. So he gets a six. Rodrigo, I thought, was a five for the game. He was relatively anonymous out there on the pitch as he didn't get too many touches by which he could get himself into the game. Didn't have a noticeable impact to me out there, so he gets a five. Eden Hazard was a six performer. I thought he actually did some pretty good things while he was out there. Took players on, started to run at players a little bit more aggressively than we've seen him do over the past couple of weeks. However, he's still not as aggressive in going for goal as I'd like to see him be, as he primarily used his runs to set up other players. Nonetheless, he got himself a shot in the 90th minute after some beautiful two-man play between himself and Kareem Benzema, but ultimately that shot was saved. So a six for Eden Hazard on the day. 
Finally, Courtois in front of goal was a seven performer. I thought he was very solid throughout the course of the game. He's called on to make a few saves in both halves and was put to some pretty significant tests. Had to make a diving save towards his left in the first half of a ball that looked certain to go into the back of the net. And he had to save the game right at the death as Bettis got a clear opportunity right in front of goal in the 97th minute. Solid performance for Courtois. He was a seven. All in all, it was a solid, balanced performance from Real Madrid today. They clearly came out intent on improving themselves defensively, both collectively and individually, and they did exactly that. And that was the foundation by which they were able to win this game. In attack, they showed some good stuff in the first half, but definitely in the second half when they pressed Betis back, got a number of opportunities going forward, and eventually broke through. They weren't as clinical in their finishing as they had been in the Levante and Alaves games, so certainly there's some room for improvement there. But if they continue to play offensively the way they did, particularly in that second half, you have to think that those goals will come more frequently and more consistently. A winning performance is certainly the perfect note to end on heading into the international break, and Carlo Ancelotti surely has to be encouraged by the improvement that he saw out there on the pitch today, given some of the concerns that the Levante draw presented last week. Three in the box waiting for the cross, and it was Bale! Up next for Madrid, they make their long-awaited return to the Bernabeu as they take on Celta Vigo on the 12th of September after the conclusion of the international break. Celta Vigo is winless in his first three La Liga matches this season and they currently sit 18th in the table with only one point. Madrid defeated them in both matches last season, winning 2-0 at home and 3-1 away, so the expectation has to be that Madrid will be the favorite for this game in two weeks' time. Hopefully, the international break will afford an opportunity for Madrid's players to get healthy, particularly Cruz, Modric, Nacho, and Ferland Mendy. And if that so happens, it will be interesting to see what starting 11 Carlo Ancelotti selects for that game with his full complement of players available. So, barring something extraordinary happening between now and the closing of the transfer window on the 31st of August, the next time you will hear from me will be after the Celta Vigo game in two weeks' time. Looking forward to discussing that match then. Until that time, as always, Hala Madrid.